0: See, Jordan Addison isn't my issue. It's not about, do you get Kenny Pickett's old receiver from college and make everybody happy and all that other stuff, or is Addison really that guy? Is he really that good? It's not about him. To me, it's about what's already in the fold. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into two. Hockey and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of penguins and pirates in the same spot you found this. I don't have any doubt that Addison, if he were the Steelers pick, regardless of if it's seventeen, thirty-two, or even 49, I don't think he's going to last that long. But if Addison were to come into Latrobe, he would make an immediate impact. You would see instantly the chemistry between him and Kenny because how couldn't you? You would see the trust and you would also see a lot of footballs going his way, which is, can be a really, really big factor for a wide receiver. You know, just volume of throws, number of targets. So I don't have any doubt that Addison could be that guy. What I do have doubts about is one, whether or not that's the position you'd want to prioritize in this particular draft, and two, whether or not you've already got what you need at the position. And that, in turn, comes down to a Deontay Johnson thing. For me, it does anyway. If you were to draft Addison, I feel that you would trade Deontay. He's counting $18 million against your cap. He's an eminently tradable commodity, meaning that there are exactly 31 other teams who would welcome his services, maybe even at that price. And, you know, you could use that cap space to address other more pressing needs. But that's the order in which this would have to occur, not necessarily chronologically, like you got to trade Deontay now or something in front of the draft. You don't. But from the decision-making standpoint, the thought process has to be about Deontay first. Is he the guy you want Kenny targeting more often than anyone else, because I am here to tell you that if Deontay is part of this offense, he will be the most targeted player. He'll be targeted more than George Pickens. He'll be targeted more than even a healthy Calvin Austin. He'll be targeted more than Anthony Miller. He'll be targeted more than anyone. Why? Because he does a tremendous job of getting open. There are advanced analytics that suggest he might be the best of anyone in football, getting open that's a real skill that's an appreciable skill that's not something to sneeze at what can you expect at point park university in downtown pittsburgh respect rigor relevance that's the point park pledge you'll be treated with respect while being challenged and supported academically to graduate with career-ready relevant skills visit pointpark.edu to learn more But for this offense and for this quarterback, if you were to bring in an Addison, Deontay's not going to be that guy. He's not going to be the guy who's targeted the most. And as such, his value is going to diminish, maybe nosedive, especially because if he's targeted fewer times and has fewer catches, it'll be that much more magnified when he does that ridiculous running backward thing or worse, makes all kinds of drops in the biggest moments, in the biggest games. So again, that's got to come first. That's got to come first. Is he the guy you want? Now, take that conversation to the next level. Because if Deontay is the guy you want, and he's about to waltz right into a contract year, then what are you doing? Do you really believe in him? Are you going to wait it out to see if he's going to get an extension? Because then he can just play the market, and then he's the one holding the cards. You see how convoluted this gets? That's why I'm not even necessarily taking a stance here as it relates to Addison. Because if the Steelers, and I'm going to say this all the time to you guys, who have access to infinitely more information, both in terms of what we see on the field and the way players conduct themselves off the field and study and everything else, if the Steelers feel that Deontay is not their guy, then now would be a fine time to move him. If they feel that way, if they have a substantive reason other than, you know, wanting the shiny new toy that would make Kenny happy, if it's about Deontay, then yeah, you'd move him. And maybe you even move him at the draft. We see significant players change hands right there on that floor all the time. And of course, by doing it then or doing it beforehand, you have the added benefit of being able to apply those draft picks right now rather than a year from now. But I I don't doubt at all that the Steelers would want Addison you know, all other things being equal and presuming they had other positions that they've feel that they've filled adequately. But once Deontay's out of the mix, once he's off your roster or you've decided that you want him off your roster, now we're talking about a whole different scenario, right? Now we're talking about a need and the whole context changes. Now, all of a sudden, instead of saying, oh, my God, they get they get wide receivers all the time. Every year, it's one of the top two picks. And along the way, somehow in that dialogue, nobody ever brings up that out of those top picks or top two picks or whatever, none of them are here anymore. Juju Smith-Schuster, second rounder, gone. Chase Claypool, second rounder, gone. Deontay could be gone. So what does it matter if they make wide receivers high picks year after year if they're not still around? Do you think, I'm asking you this now, not Mike Tomlin, not Omar Khan, do you think that Deontay's going to get a third contract from this organization? Do you think that? My own answer is no. And in that event, what are we waiting for? J1Q comes from Pause. I love this one. He says, DK, do you evaluate NFL prospects? And if so, where do you find the time? I get a lot of where do you find the time questions in general because I cover all three of Pittsburgh's teams. I do a ton of traveling to make sure that I'm on the scene where the Steelers are concerned. I'm at every game. I'm at a lot of practices. I'm at a lot of press conferences and everything else. So between that and doing four podcasts a day, and writing several columns every week and all kinds of other stuff that goes into running the editorial side of DK Pittsburgh Sports. Where do I find the time? I don't really know. I've lost all my hobbies. I've lost everything that was fun. I took a walk with my son across downtown to Ides, the legendary comic book store on Penn Avenue for the new shipment of books that came in on Wednesday. And that's what we comic book people call them, by the way. They're just books. The books are in. I went and got a nice big stack of stuff that I'm hoping somehow that I'll find a few hours this week to truly enjoy distraction-free. I'm not optimistic on that front. Where it comes to NFL prospects and draft prospects, here is my approach. I do not sit there and study film. Why? A- I'm not qualified. I'm not an NFL scout. I'm not going to tell you how so-and-so swivels his hips while the ball is in midair and how he high points this or that or fails to set his feet properly upon coming down and everything else. That is the exhaustive and respected work of real live NFL evaluators. What I invest my time in as it relates to the NFL draft, is looking at the work of these individuals, combining it with what I know about the history of this team, combining it with what I know about this team's needs in the draft, How they respond to these things. What are this team's needs on the roster? How can this team address those needs via free agency and which ones are better done through the draft? Kind of like the discussion specifically here that we've been having about left tackle. It's fascinating because it involves not just who are the left tackles who are available in this draft, but it's really more about Dan Moore, isn't it? That's why I was saying about Jordan Addison, the decision isn't about Addison. It's about Deontay. When it comes to left tackle, what does management really think about more? We've known that they, at times, have been down on Kevin Dotson. I didn't envision Dotson being replaced, as he now has been. But I'm not sure which way they'd feel now. I'm even less certain, after the, the Dotson thing about more, I have heard from them at times that they really like him. They really see him as the answer. They feel like he's getting better. He's getting smarter. He's getting more stable, taking fewer penalties. And he did take fewer penalties over the last two, three games. But when you see every other slot on the line being addressed beyond the one that would have seemed to be the most volatile, you can't help but wonder if they're not just saving that for left tackle. That's what I'm looking at, that kind of thing. Now, I'm not sitting there telling you uh that so-and-so, you know, Florida State uh, right guard is a lock for the number 49 overall spot. Uh, I've had people ask me, and I'm not kidding, uh, who do you think the Steelers will take in the fifth round? What are you looking at for the fifth round? Like, Come on, man. Who's doing that? And really, not to get weird about this, but what's the value of it? What's the value of it? Who's actually right on these things? Who's actually right on even a fraction? of these types of things everyone loves mock drafts because you can look at it and at least begin to envision in your head what an overall class will look like or in the case of an overall mock draft you know how a first round or second round will play out after that it's got to get pretty boring but no that that the part where i start studying the players and really breaking them down and watching lots and lots and lots of video on them comes after their name is called by the Pittsburgh Steelers. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. And we'll do another one of these tomorrow.